Welcome to The Bracket, a podcast where we discuss our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. I'm Rich. And I'm Francisco. On today's show, we have Knocked Up versus Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And afterwards, we discuss this week in Bracket News and talk it out. Enjoy. Welcome back, guys. How's, How's everybody doing? Episode 16. Nice. We're halfway through the first round. Yeah, it actually flew by, considering we got one half of the bracket cleared. That's, that's quite a milestone. <laughs> it is. It's it's um, how, how it's many daunting of a task. How many months? How many do- months have we been doing this? We do it once a week normally, <laughs> and it's been 16 episodes, so it's roughly four months, probably a little bit closer to five with our week to miss weeks. Mm-hmm. Jeez. It's not bad. Yeah. In the Blue Corner, released in 2007 from writer-director John Apatow, starring Seth Rogen, Katherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, and the rest of the Apatow guys, coming in at 2 hours and 7 minutes, knocked up. In the Red Corner, movie released in 2008, uh, directed by Nicholas Stoller and produced by John Apatow, stars Jason Segel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, Russell Bin, and Bill Hader, weighing in at 1 hour 58 minutes. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, Blue Corner movie, underdog if it will, knocked up. When was the first time you saw it? This was actually the first time I saw it. Knocked no up. way. Yeah. Is yeah. It? I never got around to it. I feel like my life is a lie. Mm. I liked it. Okay. I, actually, I actually liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was really funny. Um, Dang. All those years without Paul Rudd in your life. Dude, he's so funny in this I movie. know. Yeah, no, he, he's really good. Um... I know you. You always like to mention how uh, how big of a a fan of Paul Rudd you are. Yeah, and, um, I think it all comes, stems from this movie. Yeah, I, I can I can see it. I can I can truly see uh, wh- why you like him. I mm. thought it was hilarious. Overall, great movie. Uh, great cast. A lot of the same people from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep. Um, but an overall hilarious movie. Right on. What were some of your favorite moments? I want to say when they were referencing back, uh, Back to the Future, right? Um, and at the, the uh, at the dinner table, uh huh. But just like the the bromance that they had going on, yeah. just uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny. This is my time machine. What was some of the What was some of your favorite jokes? There was one very. Um, I used to watch a lot of high, um, not how I met your mother, but yeah. No, 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 no. Um, it's um, everybody loved Raymond. So okay. when he when oh, he made right. that uh that reference of uh marriages, it's yeah, like marriage is like an it, unfunny version or an unfunny episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, I I just thought it was hilarious because it's, it's so true, um, and the movie's so relatable. That's some, yeah. I think that's why it's so funny. It's of how relatable it is to yeah. a lot of a lot of things that are going on. One of my favorite things to think about is is uh, the director's wife plays Leslie Mann. She's the one that's the mother of the two kids, or Catherine Heigl's sister. So whenever they have like that, the scenes where she's really upset or yelling, you can tell that stems from like probably a real story or something that happened with those two. Mm-hmm. It's just something that makes me laugh. Um, how do you feel about you know Seth Rogen and and Catherine Heigl's chemistry? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was it was pretty solid, pretty believable. Um, it felt a little. Um, it dragged on a couple a couple times. Uh, a couple times I was like. I was like, I kind of want to, you know, put this movie on pause. Or yeah. I really wish it had some commercials or something. Yeah. But um, there were scenes following that just picked it back up, and I was I was laughing my, laughing my ass, ass up again. I was so. thinking about that today, actually, too, is the scenes that they're involved in are literally my least favorite scenes in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, I love his his friends, and I love the, the family aspect of it with Paul Rudd and, and Leslie mm-hmm. Mann's characters um, way more than I like their uh, relationship in the mm-hmm. movie. Because to me, it was like a lot of it was like forced fighting because they were either going through some sort of emotional scene or she was being uh, hormonal, like she was saying. Right, But it right, just felt right, like right. a lot of forced fights, which made their scenes just really depressing. Versus right. everybody else you see in the movies having like a great time. Mm-hmm. So you're like, let's go hang out with those guys. Like, yeah. stressful stuff, so fun. Um, something I thought it was uh, funny, and I don't know if it was just if it's just a, a, a guy thing, mm-hmm. but like, I, I felt like I really related almost to a hundred percent to like. Paul Rudd's character with like not wanting to like you know like he's like I just need some time for myself and he goes to the movies by himself yeah. and I was like oh my god that's that's totally me like I just I like so I just you know so I just thought it was pretty funny like the way I don't know it was it was hilarious I, I like Spider-Man <laughs> what, you want to go see Spider-Man with me next week? I don't even ask <laughs> that was pretty funny <clears throat> Um, some of your favorite scenes? Um, I'd say the scene, one of my favorite jokes of the whole movie, is right after you meet Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's characters, and it's them up in their their bathroom, and he's brushing his teeth, and he goes, so, uh, you want to have sex tonight? And she's all, ugh. Right. I'm just so constipated. <laughs> you really want to? And he's all, well, now. <laughs> I always laugh at that joke. And then... Probably right towards the end of the movie when she's actually like having the baby and it's that really stressful, like super build moment. Mm-hmm. And Jay Baruchel comes running into the room. He goes, Something's wrong. And he opens up the door and she's like, Get out! Oh and my so god. That, that, I just actually saw this movie in theaters and I remember laughing, like slapping my knee. Like I was trying to, to laugh so hard. That um, that scene with uh, with the baby crowning, oh god. That's cringe. It's, it, it's, they showed it more than one time. I was like, yeah. Why? It was it was really bad. Yeah, this movie and, and uh, Big Daddy, I think, prepared me most for being a, a parent. Really? Just taking uh, dad tri- uh, help from Adam Sandler and Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> and not the best moral support, by the way. So how do you like the story, start to finish, and knocked up? I like the story. It's something different mm-hmm. um, from from comedy, but it's it's almost more more ground level. Yeah, which, I like which, that a lot. Which I really like. Yeah. Um, but but like I mentioned, it's a, a couple times I was like, okay, this movie has to be a little bit shorter. I, I don't even know if how short it is, um, but I felt like you can cut a couple pieces of the movie and still be yeah. like, you know, because especially because most of that is just a couple like like one on one interactions between different characters where it yeah. was just a bunch of like killing time. Yeah, but you can see that. But regardless, it, I I really did enjoy it. I had um. I had another realization as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the friend who's growing out the beard for the bet in the movie. Right. That the first time you meet those characters is literally Jason Siegel explaining it to Martin Starr. Like, this is the bet. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow out your beard for a year. And then, like, the last time you see them at the end of the movie is him literally just giving up on the bet mm-hmm. and willing to shave the beard. I just thought it was a funny arc that that storyline's the exact same nine months that uh, Ben and uh, oh, right, her pregnancy right, right. is. What's, what was her name again? Allison. Mm-hmm. Ben and Allison's pregnancy was the exact same timeline. Yeah. And they also hyped up Spider-Man 3 a lot in this movie. I know. Because James it's, Franco's like one of those guys. Well, not only that, they were both uh, Sony movies, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think... Uh, I don't even know if there were Sony back then. Back on that Spider-Man 3? That was a long time ago. They might not have been Sony-owned. What do you mean? 
Who Spider-Man Three was Spider-Man's been Sony. owned by Sony. That's but why. was Sony its own uh, yeah thing at that point? Yeah, of course. Really? Because yeah. I don't remember them being a thing until like the last five years. No, dude, it's the last five years because Marvel's been big. Well, all I think about is like Paramount, like 20th Century Fox. I mean Disney. Like I can't think of a lot of Sony Pictures. I don't. I don't. I don't think of those as a big one. I don't think they, they, there's a select list of like right, right. big ones I think about. Yeah. The, well, yeah. Marvel Studios to me is like the newest one. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't like. I thought Sony came on after the fact that Marvel did, but now I really want to find out. Hold on. I think producer's already on it. No worries. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about the sequel to this movie? Did you ever watch This Is Forty? No, I did not. Oh. There's a There's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only following Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's characters. Mm-hmm. So, it's like they took the two your two favorite characters from Knocked Up and put them in a new movie. But it doesn't have the same uh, jokey factor to it without, I think, Seth Rogen in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was sorely missed in the, sequ- in the sequel. Um, would you like to nominate any Goldblum Awards? No. I'm gonna, I'd am gonna. i say Paul Rudd deserves one as a supporting actor I for feel me. Like, I feel like you, you were going to do that. Um. I thought about it during the movie. I was like, there's no way I can't. I know soundtrack in this one's not. doesn't really have a score, but did you notice anything you wanted to bring up or just move on? Just a quick knock-up was done by Universal Pictures. Okay, but who did um, who did Spider-Man 3? So was that Sony Pictures? Sony, yeah, Sony. Okay. Hmm. But okay. if you remember, Seth Rogen and, uh, and James, James Franco were buddies. No, so. I, I know they're super tight. Um, I just... What know. do you think was the best acting performance in the movie? If you could pick out one scene. You know, actually, um, I, I did want to mention this now that you bring um, actors... Um, I don't know his name. I think it's... I was, I was about to say Marshall. Um, Jason Siegel. Yeah. I like this character more in, 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 in here, more than in uh, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, just because... Um, and I guess I could have said this point in, in either of the movies, but um, something about Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he's always depressed, and he always, he's always down, that it really yeah. reminded me of How I Met Your Mother. And, and, and it was it was the same dead. it was the right. same character right so that really bothered me and um that's the only other that's the only things I've seen him in yeah so I see him here and more more cocky more trying to get yeah. into whoever you know and ha- have a little more comedy mm-hmm. I really did enjoy that um different character to see him play though too yeah yeah I think well when I saw forgetting Sam Marshall was when like how much your mother was at its prime too mm-hmm. so it makes sense to make that connection um so any. Boy. Just acting quick, moments you want to bring up? What's that? Sorry, a little quick thing. I just looked up Spider-Man 3 just to make sure. I guess it was Columbia Pictures. Skadoosh! I thought it was Sony, which is weird. Maybe it was just... Jesus Christ, I'm smart. <laughs> okay. You better watch out. Was it all the movies? I'm, I'm looking that up now. Probably the, the... Not Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. It's, it's three. Because that's the three that James Franco were in. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I hate you. Genius. Um, so, best acting performance. I don't really have anything... Uh, noteworthy I think it, I just could chalk it up to a lot of funny moments mm-hmm. um, like you said the dinner scene where they were having their camaraderie I think the even when they break into the, the fantasy baseball draft and then outside he's sitting there next to Allison Seth Rogen is and he's saying um, this is kind of funny once you think about it and she's like what he goes thought we were going to catch right. cheating on his wife and they're just a bunch of nerds playing fantasy baseball. <laughs> She's all, is that what you want to do? He goes, I don't even like baseball. I don't even like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was such a bitch in this movie. 
Yes. I literally realized that this last time watching it, I was like, all these fights are so fake. So dumb. Like, she was literally getting mad at anything he said. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't fun. I didn't notice it the first hundred times I watched the movie, so I guess it's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, moving on to the red corner, forgetting Sarah Marshall. When did you fr- see it first? Uh, I want to say... In theaters? Four? No, no, definitely not. Probably four years ago. Just found a DVD somewhere, played it. Uh, good movie. Uh, but it, it met, made more sense now seeing it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so just seeing it and... and, and different eyes. Yeah, it's, it's so... It's, it's different how, how a movie grows with you. Right. Because um, I, I... What's up? Sorry. Columbia Pictures is owned by Sony. So nice. Hell yeah. It was Sony. I told you, bro. I bet you there's a Columbia banner, though, and not the Sony Twinkle banner. Yeah. Probably both. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, what I can well, picture is, and just so we stay on target with uh, forgetting Sam Marshall, what I can picture is when the first Spider-Man movie came up. I remember seeing a banner. I thought it was the TriStar banner, but Columbia and TriStar are basically the same thing. And hearing like this, this slight Danny Elfman theme music come into the background, mm-hmm. and then it gets into the do do do. See, you're feeling it. Everybody's picturing the intro to Spider-Man, but I don't remember seeing the Sony logo on there first. That was where I was getting the the. Attachment to, but back to forgetting Sarah Marshall. How funny is the opening scene? He's on the phone eating like cereal. Uh-huh. She's all, "What are you eating? Salad." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "All right, I'm gonna be over in a few minutes." And you can see him look around his house and do like the the cleaning math. Yeah, yeah. I just love that scene because he's like, "Yep, been there." Yeah, I'm there every week. There, that boy. <laughs> um, the breakup scene is actually really funny to me. It's super cringe, but like the naked breakup. Yeah. As I think of it, that's what the actual name of the scene is. Naked breakup? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Which was based on an actual thing that happened. To them. To who? To Jason Siegel. That's wrote, funny. Yeah, he wrote the movie. He wrote right? the movie. Mm-hmm. And he and says the whole naked breakup scene like actually happened in real life. To him? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I never thought about how like this might be more of a true story than I that, thought. That's how he came up with the story for the movie. Because that actually happened to him, so... That's funny. That's... Oh, that sucks. Which, in a way, it does, because in the movie, he makes... He, his dream was to make a puppet musical, uh-huh. which in real life, he went on to write the the most recent the Muppets. Muppet movie. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's... So that movie is based on on his mm-hmm. life, basically. Not his life, but his, like... Right. His experience, <laughs> experience with, uh, with, the, like, with the breakup. Mm-hmm. But, fun fact. Wow. I think this is my favorite breakup movie. Yeah. And the only one that other one that competes is that uh, the Five Hundred Days of Summer. They're kind of similar in their in their feel, but what about the Notebook? I actually don't hate the Notebook. Have you seen it? Yeah. Have you read the book? Uh, no. Okay. I won't be that. Uh, the book is better, guy. But the book. Is <laughs> Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I usually hate on breakup movies though because I look I look at them and I was like, oh, pretty people problems. Like, what are we doing here? Well, I think I liked it because it was so realistic. La La Land's a breakup movie. What? It's not really a breakup movie. The ending is. It's not. They so. break up. <laughs> but that's not the end, though. Like that's yeah. That's not the. That's not the the story of the movie. It just happens in the movie. They it's become the who they really are because they broke up. Yeah, but that's not the movie. The movie was the whole story of them being together. So what's yeah. the difference of a breakup movie from this one besides the because shitty singing? Forgetting Sarah Marshall is him getting over the breakup. The whole movie is that is that's his story. Is he's getting over it. In 500 Days of Summer, the same deal. 
is he's explaining their relationship and how he got over the breakup. In the movie, the breakup. They break up. <laughs> okay. And that's their story, too, is they're getting over each other during the movie. But in La La Land, like, the, most of the story is them being together, they break up, and then that's the end. They broke up with, like, three minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Right? Hashtag should be in the second round. Back to <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall, though. Yes, I forgot that it's not. Good. You forgot know, that what's not. That is not in this moving forward. Fucking producer fails us to watch the producers. <laughs> it was your idea. You told me to. Do not destroy the validity of the, of the Bracket podcast. You like the producers better. Don't put this evil on me. <laughs> okay. One question. Yes. Answer. When you first saw this. Saw which the, one? Uh, forgetting when, so much. When did uh-huh. I first see it? No, no. When you first saw it. Yep. Did you think the picture of Mila Kunis in the bathroom was actually her? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really I, care enough to doubt was, it though. Because I, my heart sank when I was like a teenage boy because I had the biggest crush on Mila Kunis. Uh huh. So I don't know. I thought it was real, and then I watched an interview and I heard it wasn't. So I was oh, like, that sucks. I was disappointed. Yeah. Did you think it was really Jason Siegel's dick in the first scene? Yeah. CGI. It's it's CGI? It's, it's a puppet. It's, it's puppetry. <laughs> I actually heard a story where he was like literally like trying to get himself hard so he wouldn't look tiny in the, yeah. the cutscenes. Well that's why he does a helicopter, right? Huh? That's why he does a helicopter. Remember yeah. at the beginning of the scene he's like clack 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 <laughs> with his with his dong? Oh. I thought that was the whole premise. I was like he's oh, doing yes. that to like get a you know? Oh, that's not a bad move. It's <laughs> not a bad move. Uh, what was your favorite mo- moments of the movie? And for everybody at home, yes, I've done the helicopter. That's why I know. And if you haven't done it, uh, shame on you. <laughs> you can cut that out. Mine's more like a motorboat. What? Like the little propeller. <laughs> Something's wrong with you guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ugh. Stay on target. So forget Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Some of your favorite moments, dude. I guess the helicopter scene, dude. God. Son of a bitch. I think when uh, when Russell Brand's character sings to Sarah in front of everybody, the what's it called? What's the song called? Um, Inside you. Inside dude, you. Best song ever. <laughs> yeah, that playlist is actually really funny. Now I think about it. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I really didn't get it a long time ago. And t- this time I was hearing the song, I was just dying. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. But whatever. I think my favorite moment of this whole movie is uh, when Jason Segel just arrived at the hotel. He was he was getting set up in his like villa suite, super nice room because she said like nobody ever stays in that room, mm-hmm. and it's him crying on top of his porch. And he gets the phone call. Uh, Peter, we have a, a call of a woman crying hysterically on the top floor. And he's all, yeah, sounds like she's having a really tough time. She's all, Peter, you're on, you're on the top, top floor. floor. <laughs> all right, I'll try to keep it down. <laughs> she like hangs up and it cuts back to him. <laughs> um, I like the sex scene. Which the one? angry one? Or when the... they're trying to do e- uh, outdo each other. Oh, uh, yeah, the fake orgasm one? Yeah. That's hilarious. Those are fake.
Okay, you guys make propeller jokes, and I make one shitty dad joke. You guys suck. I'm sorry. Any other favorite moments you want to bring up? Um, I thought Jonah Hill was great. Jonah Hill was good, and Paul yeah. Rudd. Paul Rudd is the surfer guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of my watch when I moved to this island. Oh, that's cool, man. He goes, yeah, my phone basically tells the time. <laughs> like his other line where he was like, uh, when life gives you lemons... I say fuck the melons. <laughs> what does he say? He goes surfing. <laughs> I liked his. Oh, you look like he had some pain behind those eyes. Yeah, man, I'm really sad. There was only one cure for that. Weed. You got it? You got it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, let's go surfing. <laughs> well, the weather outside is weather. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd kind of just. He just steals these movies and yeah. scenes. Reminisce on Paul Rudd and moving on. Paul Rudd bracket. The Paul Rudd seat. Um, any other favorite moments you want to bring up? Uh, how about when he, he he does get back to get with Sarah Marshall toward, for a minute, and she starts making out with him. She's like, "You want to use my mouth?" And he goes, "You can try." Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so humble by yeah. that. Well, yeah. No, but I, I like the the. Why way isn't it working? <laughs> my dick doesn't want to be around you anymore. I like the scene when um the the. The bigger black guy, he's explaining to, to uh, Mila Kunis' character, and he's like, he's like, he denied a blowjob mid suck. <laughs> this guy's like Gandhi, but better because <laughs> he likes puppets. Uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I actually had a super big crush on Kristen Bell going into this movie mm-hmm. because of like I saw her in like that one uh, like static movie. What was it called? Cellular. It's about like the cell phones would kill you. It's like a technology, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. type movie. Uh, yeah, because I mean, yeah, another yeah, fun of it. It's my one of my another one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a metaphor for like technology. Goes, it's a metaphor for a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Pulse. No, fuck. What's the name of that movie? Um, how do you like the story overall? I'm forgetting Sam Marshall. It's you know. Do you like it better than Knocked Up, story-wise? I don't think so. Um, it's not as... I think I like Forgetting Sarah Marshall's story better. Just, like, beginning to end of the story, I just like that, like, the ride better. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I've seen Knocked Up for the first time, so it's a it's a fresh no, yeah. movie. Because um, I guess the only difference with Forgetting Sarah Marshall and the other movies, like, the other rom-com type movies is they don't have the other person constantly battling with you during the movie. They're mm-hmm. usually just, like, a side character that he keeps bringing up. Right. But rarely do they actually have a couple, like, fights mm-hmm. in those type of movies. So, I don't know. I think Forgetting Sarah Marshall just has something unique about it. They both really do. They never, yeah. They've never told stories like this in other movies, especially not with that type of comedy. Right, right. Um, any people, actors, music, any people you want to bring up for a Golden Award? Anything that was spectacular? No. Dang. I think Russell Brand deserves at least a, a, a look at a nod. I don't want to say he gets nominated, but I think he's the closest to it as Aldous Snow's character. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he doesn't really play like a shitty... like. He just plays like an honest... Like cool guy. Yeah. So you can't really be mad at him at the end of the movie. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. I like every time, like, when he had the fight with uh, Sarah Marshall in the bed after their little, like, romance, like the fuck fight that they had... When he's laying next to her and she's saying something, like, she says something mean, he goes, yeah, well, I fucked the housekeeper, and rolls over. <laughs> it's super funny. And then when they make the sequel with his, do you ever watch Get Him to the Greek? 
the sequel basically to this. No. Really? Dang. I forgot that this one has a spinoff too. Yeah, they, it's like the the Apatow spinoff movies. Hmm. But it's basically Russell Brand and uh, Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. but it's a different character that Jonah Hill's playing. He's playing like a uh, recording studio person mm-hmm. trying to get Elvis Snow to like calm down and not be a psycho. And Elvis Snow's like recovering from alcoholism and getting back into drugs and stuff like that. So it's just a crazy like drunk ride that they mm-hmm. go on. Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't have the heart that Forgetting Sam Marshall does, but it's just hysterical. Right, right. Any other best moments you want to bring up? I liked um, when they're about to jump off that the little cliff <laughs> and he ended up just just hanging to the ropes I thought you were going to say Peter I can see your vagina from here <laughs> yeah that, that too dang I can't think of any other like great moments I'd say another one with Elvis Snow is when you first get introduced to him as a character and he's holding one shoe and he's trying to explain to everybody what like another pair of shoe is mm-hmm. it was super funny I don't know why it's like it's like dumb humor that I like I think that's it I guess the pig killing scene too is super funny because mm-hmm. we're gonna go, we're gonna have a pig for dinner, and he like offers to help cook, and he actually just goes there to kill the pig. As they're as they're walking back with the pig on the stick, so you're crying like a baby. Well, you look like a baby. <laughs> you look like a giant baby. <laughs> anything you missed after watching it a few times to now? Anything you saw for the first time today? I think the the shirt scene um, when he's like, oh no, the shirt of how he dropped. Um, Oh, right. the, the, uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get it the first time until this time and he's like yeah. he basically doesn't give a fuck about the yeah. shirt um, but <laughs> take my eyes but not the shirt right <laughs> <laughs> no I, th- I thought that was pretty funny notable things in Forgetting Sarah Marshall I'd say Jason Segel is actually really good in this movie he gets to play a different character than I'm used to other than you know like the breakup stuff mm-hmm. but he, he plays a character that grows a little bit and then Bill Hader his brother-in-law or, or stepbrother whatever it is mm-hmm. on their video chats is super funny uh, when he was in the moon. And yeah, I guess he's so like, I'm also in Hawaii, and they're like doing... Oh, the yeah, they're doing the, He's like, they're not Native American, Ryan. <laughs> um, so if you are going to rate Forgetting Sarah Marshall out of 10, what would it be? Eight. Okay. If you were to rate Knocked Up, what would it be? What's there? 8.5. Okay. So we got one vote for Knocked Up, I'm assuming? Yeah. You know, going into this bracket, I would have said Knocked Up had to win. Mm-hmm. But after watching them both this week, I think I like Forgetting Sarah Marshall better. Do you want to uh, try to use uh, your arguments to convert the producer to your way or the other? Well, where, where do you stand? I kind of like that idea. So where do you stand right to now? Try to convince me. Well, I, no, I can't, can't say. say You're going to try to convince him. You give your best argument for why Knocked Up should move on. And I'll give my best argument for why Forgetting Sarah Marshall should move on. I agree. But let's... You go first. Okay. You want to have the last word? Yeah. Got it. Well, I'm glad we discussed this out. All right. <laughs> Best reason for getting Sarah Marshall should move on is because it's much funnier. It doesn't have any of the the depressing shit that Knocked Up has with the whole fake breakups multiple times during the movie with with Seth Rogen and, and Catherine Heigl's character. And with Forgetting Sarah Marshall, at the end, you actually feel like that couple has a chance because like they've already been through all the worst stress that they could possibly go through and they're just cool people trying to get along versus at the end of Knocked Up I don't think that that couple's going to last five minutes because they spent the first 90 minutes of the movie arguing over petty little shit so I don't think that's just going to improve I think it just gets in my head that they're going to break up that's all um, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall has what else? you said that's all I guess that's all <laughs>
Okay. For me, the movie's a little more fresh. Um, fresh. I think it's for me. It's it's a new idea going something from let's let's make a movie about one night stands and you know not being not being totally safe of of you know intercourse and all that. And I like the story following the pregnancy and all the stages of to, to the pregnancy because it's actually very informant. Um, so I really liked it. It also was a movie that. It felt like it was all a chick flick, so it, it impacted a a lot of the girls, but also made a, a movie for the dudes. And I really, really enjoyed that it was a movie for a bigger audience. Dang. Well, you know what's weird is that Catherine Heigl actually complains about this movie because, like, the character that they made her play and knocked up was she felt was just fake, and she like literally hates on on the movie now, and it bums me out super hard. Because when I watch her scenes, I was like, "Oh, you're a hater." No, right. Hmm. I wonder if that's why like I have that like little bit of remorse to the movie. I have a question. Yes. For after we're done with okay. the voting, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oof. Wait, what's the question? Huh? Oh, you mean after we discuss? After, after I say. Oh, what okay. The so there's another question for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call me up, right? And the winner is. And your winner, by a deciding vote of two to one, forgetting Sarah Marshall, moves on to round two. What was your reasoning? Huh? What was your reasoning? I just, I've always liked that movie. Like, I've always, when I, when I first watched it, I had just gone, uh, I just went through a breakup. So everything that he was going through was very relatable. Like crying on the floor. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So, I don't know, I, I think it's a much funnier movie. No offense, knocked up, but hmm. I just liked it more. I think. Well, I was thinking about something today, and that's why I kind of wanted to nominate Paul Rudd for his supporting nom. Is that without Paul Rudd in that movie, I don't laugh nearly as much as if you take him out. Like you can't just replace him with anybody and pull off those lines a lot of the time. Right. Like his line when they're when they're leaving the the house after their first hookup, and he's talking to his daughter. He goes, "Never do what they did." She goes, "I'm gonna do it." And he goes, "Uh oh, somebody's getting homeschooled." <laughs> Like, that moment always makes me laugh. Um, yeah, so basically, Knocked Up has a lot of funny moments, but it just seems like there's a lot of also, like, moments you can walk away mm-hmm. during the movie, so. Nice. Not to pile on, but that's all. Okay. Alright, so the one question I did have about Knocked Up, um, with the whole Katherine Heigl thing. Right. Her coming back and saying that she didn't like her character because she wasn't too... Strong of a character. Right. Do you think she would have gotten more support in this kind of Oh my god, it'd be an obnoxious. It would actually the, ruin the movie. You think so? Yeah. I think this movie would have been ranks. completely ruined if it came out today. Mm. Okay. Well, just, I just like I was thinking about that the other day. Because somebody did bring up the idea that Well like, one thing that's cool is that Judd Apatel always makes what I call brocoms. So it's not just about like making the woman feel like they're part of the movie. It's very much like a rom-com from the dude's perspective. Mm-hmm. So when most rom-coms take it from like what the girl's doing during their struggle, this one always does it from the dude's point of view, which right. is really cool and knocked up because it shows him like turning his life around and, and you know, mm-hmm. trying to be a better dude. Which, I mean, if you're just going to call them rom-coms, there's never any like, the dude's always the same in those movies to me. Right, right, very... By the book, mm-hmm. cool dude. But right. these movies, they're always like, it's a dude who's a fuck-up trying right. to get his shit together. Yeah. It's very, it's like a motivational comedy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, like uh producer said, we've all been, like, in those breakups where we're like, God, this sucks. 
but it, without the growth that you have through that, you can never get better, which is why I always like both of these movies for breakup movies, because at the point of the breakup, they really do need to change as a person. Here's your next movie. I'm ready. Ready? I texted it to you. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Save some paper. <laughs> oh, I should have done another bracket. <laughs> just, I just sent it to Rich. It is Saw. In the next round of the bracket, we have It, released in 2017, question mark? Yes. Versus Saw, released in 2004 or 5. Wow. <laughs> if I had to guess. Sure. My movie release dates have been terrible lately. We'll, we'll say the actual date next next episode. Um, so what happened this week that we need to talk about? Nothing that I know of. What was released this week, or what's new in, in the world? Uh, as of movies, I don't know. There was a there was a shooting at a Madden tournament that really pissed me off. Oh. Because nerds shouldn't be shooting each other over video games. Do so you want to talk about that? No, yeah, it what's annoys me. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's... The kid lost in the tournament and just shot a few people. Like, so you brought a gun. I don't know how, I guess. Or he from, had a gun in his car? Because... From what I heard is like he left and came back, but I, who knows, it, you know. Scumbags doing scumbag shit. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Right, imagine if you were in like a Connect Four tournament. Right, and you <laughs> just, you know, you just win the prize and somebody shoots you just because you outbeat them, because yeah. that's all it is. Imagine caring about something that much. And it sucks because like, we, I believe all, we all play video games and that just gives media another reason why to blame video games for being, you know, getting people to do shootings and all that. Yeah, but the media doesn't matter. <laughs> it it kind of like, no, does. Who listens to the media nowadays, though? Older people. people? Like 50 people, 50-year-olds, 50 like, keep it real. Yeah, but the 50-year-olds... Our, our generation doesn't really care about the media. No, but it still impacts uh, your games and and what they can put, and yeah, it does. Well, what what else do you want to see put into a game? Like, what well, do you I mean, think that they're taking away? What I'm saying There's... is that it, it makes... Um, I don't know. I, from my point of view, it just it makes, it, you know... More comments about about, <laughs> yeah. about like oh well, video games make make hits evil and you know and they make them do this and this is why that we have so many shootings and in in schools and stuff like that. It always comes down to like well video games you know yeah, but, I mean, and just to have something like this it just it, it puts another bad name on, on on something like that. I guess I don't really let it bother me because like I said I don't think anybody really cares about what the media says. Everybody knows that we all played violent video games and only, you know, a point oh oh percent of us are school shooters. Mm-hmm. Like, we all play games and none of none of the rest of us are shooting people. But let's say, let's say the bracket, like, like goes huge and a lot of people know this and then the media says something bad about this because we just said uh, some dumb joke and they're we'll taking, like, super... Right, exactly. We're never going to And do then that. just imagine that, you know... They they just take take that little little joke out of out of context, and now the media is just saying, oh, they're they're racist and they're doing this and doing that. I, Wouldn't you be scared of what the to find out of, a, of what the media is saying for for your product? Yeah, but it's not our product because the gaming industry doesn't really change no matter what the media says. Like they'll they the put gaming ratings industry is always games, changing, but they only put ratings on games. It's not like the the media coming out and being like. This is why the shootings are happening. All they did was take out like kids from being shot in video games. They, they used to they used to blame a lot of the violence on movies. Yeah, and they kind of just moved over to video. To video games, games. right? And it, yeah. and it, well, it's it's always going to be something something, something that, that that um that it, the kids are doing. I think it's Rambo. I was going to say Rambo it's, and it's not necessarily 
not necessarily that the kids are doing, it's just something that they don't understand. Right. That's really mostly it, is that they're not willing to... Talk it out. To learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the problem with these people. They're not, not listening to us. They don't have a podcast. They don't have a podcast. Everybody needs to go out and do a podcast. Yeah. Fuck therapy. Don't go to counseling. Just, do a podcast. Just talk it out. That's all you need to do is talk it out. Hashtag copyrighted. Well, I, I, give us money. <laughs> I think that is a lot of the problem. Those people watch if if they are that influenced by the news, that's the only thing they do is watch the news. So they're just waiting to get mad about something, but they don't actually do anything with that anger. They just bitch about it more. Because yeah, you only have one. A lot of the people only have one resource. They're not looking at multiple. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the best way to do it is just look by getting multiple opinions instead of just like your Fox News or your M- MSNBC or whatever. I don't know. My opinion doesn't matter. I have a podcast. <laughs> That's why the media's opinion doesn't matter, because we're basically the media now. Technically. People come here for news. Like, who's going around to the bracket? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, by the way. And next week, it's It versus Saw. Kind of interested on how that one's going to go. I've only seen It once. Me too. I don't even know where to find it. I have the DVD. I thought it was on like, Amazon. I love that movie. I'll try to return it in less than a, less than a week. Now. I'll try to return it. I won't take five months later. Three months. Right. Yeah. Have you you've seen it? It yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Okay. So I guess. All right. Dang. Well, hopefully, it too comes out before. before comes we out do next week. Next year. Well, next I'm just year? thinking of because uh, if we could review it and it too during our oh, time of. I think we'll be around that same time. Before. We we should have. That'd it. be cool. Yeah. Well, we're halfway through round one, and round two is going to be even faster than that. So once we get through round one, everything will be. A little bit more decided, and we'll know who's filling all the slots. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the producers to watch. Um, oh, look! All of our it, fans who don't have oh, we'll po- we'll post a picture on Twitter. Yeah, it's just from the producers account. What happened? Look, I I found a cheap watch on Amazon. Uh huh. I thought it was gonna be bigger than this. That's what she That's said. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fuck you guys. And this is what showed That's up what in the said. mail. And. I paid $10 for it, so I'm going to wear it from now on. <laughs> Somebody said it might be a woman's watch, and I'm like... Maybe. I found it, it in the men's section, though, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Every dude's problem. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I found it in the men's section. <laughs> I found this thong in the men's section, and I... <laughs> I couldn't just not wear it. <laughs> I thought it yes, I daddy, it. so... <laughs> it had sparkles. I, I thought it was for men. <laughs> it definitely caught my eye. It was a little bit tighter on the wrist, you know. <laughs> It's a daddy's little girl. <laughs> I can't feel my my <laughs> hand right now, but but yeah, but yeah, no, I paid money for it, so I'm gonna wear it. Nice. I like it. I just like it. it. Why did you bring it? Because I like it. Okay. Maybe it was a uh, maybe it was for kids, like a teenager, like with really Young. small wrists. I I, I looked I up th- the, the the thing about that the the wrist size of that of that watch is that it's so small. If it, it is for kids, kids. That small can't read time yet. This yeah, but I, that's why I said like I had tiny wrists as a teenager. That would fit perfect on my teenager self. This is great. You know what they say about men with tiny wrists? They wear tiny watches. That's not funny. <laughs> no, like we need to tell him when he does that. <laughs> the... <laughs> Moving on. I don't know where we're gonna resolve this one. Stay on target all you want. <laughs> Who's excited for uh, for fantasy football season? 
Only rich. Only rich. Cricket noises. Literal. Cue the kick, uh, cricket noises. Cue right us right. introing each other. I'm Rich. And I'm Francisco. An hour and ten minutes into the podcast. Here we go. Oh, you guys didn't do that in the beginning? No, we forgot. Oh, fuck. What can you do? I can do that. I can just move that to the You beginning. did earlier. You did on the last one. But what would you, if we're now talking for it now more than ten seconds? Well, I'll, you're just, gonna... I'll just put that in the front and then they'll listen to it again right now. Nice. Yay, I like that. <laughs> little, little pre. You can see what my skills are mm-hmm. when it comes to editing. Well, somebody has to be skilled on the show. We wouldn't be able to do it without the producer. I just make small penis jokes, and that's what she says. That's the whole podcast. Yeah. We should have called that, though. That should have been the name. That's what she said. Of our podcast? <laughs> yeah, instead of the bracket. We'll get there. Have two brackets. Ooh. I mean, I, have two podcasts. So last night, I got kicked Ooh. out of my bed. You got kicked out of your bed? Yeah, kicked out of my bed, Please continue. So, um, I was sleeping with these two girls, right? Uh And then then a dude showed up, and I was like, that's too much for me. Uh So I grabbed my big old adult blanket and go out to the couch, where I have two adult cats and the two little cats. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the night... And they're all... Yeah. One of the cats decided it was a good time to climb up my arm to get to the top of the couch. Mm -hmm. I woke up in the morning thinking I was dreaming. I was like, oh, that was a fucking weird dream. And I go into the bathroom and I look at my arm and I have a huge gash down my arm from a stupid ass cat. By the way, the two girls I slept with last night, my wife and my daughter. Don't get weird. Nice. Yeah. And I'm guessing the dude is your my son. Your son. Yeah. It's a little crowded in there. Don't worry, guys. It's a twin. Make it work. Nice. <laughs> Please donate to our Patreon. Wait, you have a Patreon? Hashtag Rich needs a new bed. <laughs> Think of Your bed's a the, twin? For the sake of my Patreon account. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, make sure you listen to it and saw. Listen to. Watch it. Yeah, absorb it. Bring notes. Bring questions for the bracket. Do we have any fan questions this week before we go home? Fan questions? No. Do we have any fans? I mean questions. Not, mm, Do we have any questions from our fans? Do we have any fans from our questions? Do we have any? No. I just got really depressed. <laughs> we'll be sure to keep all this in the podcast so you know who you are when you ask us your next question. Prefer yes or no's so we can make it short and sweet. We don't want to spend any time for our fans. The ones that we have. How about the poll that our producer put online the other day? What was the poll? What was it? It was, um, it had to do with him writing uh, some sort of story or a script, and he's explaining, like, what would happen or what he should do with. You, you don't remember this? Oh, was it the, the one <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, did I hack the wrong was guy? The, <laughs> was it the one yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to do a uh, video where I do the ma- like this magic trick, uh-huh. where like I pull my finger or whatever, but when I pull my finger away from my other hand, little text is going to pop up, and I was like, what would be funnier if I wrote, um, fuck you, 9-11 was an inside job, I'm depressed, or let's fuck. So I kind of put it about No, what about send nudes? I was thinking about that one too, That's but funny. I was like, I feel like everybody. But I'll, I'll, I'll probably just test it at like out every single one, because then I was like, oh, maybe if I just put all of them in there and I can uh-huh. do like, like tricks. So I'll like pull my thumb, I'll t- take another word out of my my ear, I'll like do like this, but mm-hmm. with words, and I just I don't know. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna do it tonight. So, please, everybody. What, what was your vote for of that four? Did you vote? 
I didn't. I didn't see that one. Oh, you didn't see it? And yeah. I, I'm usually, you know, very good yeah. about like following up with all you guys' tweets. And no, I didn't. I didn't see that one. The one. Bad enough. Those fan questions. <laughs> the one that won was I'm depressed. So it's gonna be like I'm depressed. I think it's super funny because that's it's like the last thing you'd expect. The thing is, from all the ones you you said when you were mentioning, that's the one that made me kind of chuckle. Okay. So it's it's kind of funny that that one won. I'll see. I'm probably. Oh, I'll, I'll test it out tonight. So. Right on. Send it, send some more fan questions to Bracket Podcast. I know there was a few this week. I just forgot about them. Um, that was it for the bracket. I'm Rich. And I'm Francisco. Make sure to watch it and saw. Follow me at Flippies All Day or Rogue Jedi Rich. And at me at Just Cisco, double S, at Twitter. And follow this as a new show on Netflix. Knock it off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>